So, most people don't listen to The Weeknd, right? So we should just do a bunch of fake Endgame spoilers. Um, n- no. <laughs> my boss texted me earlier today and was like, my teenage daughter texted me a spoiler from the movie and I'm debating whether to disown her or not. <laughs> yes! <laughs> like, I literally took the day off of work. I took Friday off and I'm I'm unplugging from the internet tomorrow as soon as I'm done with my shift. Nice. I'm not I'm not gonna let myself get spoiled. Nice. Nice. So maybe I should do that with wrestling. Yeah. And then I wouldn't be as angry about all the nonsense that happens every week. Maybe, maybe. I'll just go dark on it. Well, this is not Chris and Matt's Avengers podcast. This is Chris and Matt's wrestling podcast. How are you doing this week, Matt? <laughs> fine. Yeah. Uh, personally, I'm fine. The wrestling fan in me is very angry this week. So okay, all right. But it's not. It's not all on screen product. Okay. So okay. Because uh, I thought uh, I haven't. We haven't talked about SmackDown yet. But uh, I thought Raw was uh, was pretty good this week. I thought SmackDown. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did I did. you? Did, did you tag me in something to let me know how how good you thought it was and how I did. I'm a nitpicky jerk. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, you did. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So no, that, that, that wasn't the purpose of tagging you. It was, it was for, for uh, promotional purposes. Trying to give you the rub from the, uh, or maybe I was trying to give the, the show account a rub from your, you know, because you got the fancy blue check mark. Uh, and then I didn't retweet it. So, okay, I see what you did there. So I'm still the jerk in this yeah. case. Mm-hmm. All right, good deal. Always. Uh, well, it's nice to see we're off to a, a good start. <laughs> um. So, what was... So where do you want to start? Uh, do you want to do it? So do we want to start with the stuff we agree on, or do we want to start with the stuff? Well, so here, let me just say what I enjoyed about the week, and okay. then it's going to be pretty quick. Okay. Uh, the triple threat matches were both really, really good yeah. on Raw. Yeah, the first one was, pardon the pun, it was phenomenal. That first one, the finish was fantastic. Yep, it was really creative. Uh, no, that first one, and then I was I was expecting the second one to suck. And uh, it was actually pretty good too. So I was really happy with both you, of those. I mean, you could make the argument that the second one was a a better match, mm-hmm. considering who was in it and mm-hmm. what the expectations were. When I saw the three names for the for the first one, I'm like, oh, that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be great. The second one, I was like, eh, not so much. Mm-hmm. And then the match actually turned out yeah. to be really good. And the finish to that one again, it's one of those, um, one of those finishes that I don't think it used. It's probably used just enough, actually, so you so it's not overused. But it's one of those ones that you're like, hey, well, why don't more people try that? You know, the a guy hits his finisher, and then you throw him out and pin the guy that he just hit his finisher. Well, on. especially when it, yeah, I think, I know you and I were on the same same wavelength that it was going to be McIntyre doing mm-hmm. that match. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really good way to uh, continue with Corbin still being the sneaky, dirty mm-hmm. son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't make McIntyre look bad, nope. and it it continued the storyline. Mm-hmm. And you know, as much as I don't like the guy, Corbin overall this week was it was yeah. one of the better performances he's yeah. ever had. His backstage no. promo was really good. He did the the you know I beat Kurt Angle thing, but mm-hmm. he didn't you know he didn't run it. He had something new to present mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah. I, I was impressed with him this week. Uh, like I said, I liked the two triple threat matches. I thought the main event was eh. It was fine. Yeah, I, I, it was pretty clear AJ was gonna win once he got to that point. See, I didn't. I thought for sure they're like, oh, well, they don't want to give us McIntyre yet, so they're gonna do Corbin instead. Like I thought for sure. 
Yeah. And then he didn't, and I was I was super happy. Um, and there, so last week after the shakeup, we talked about you know you specifically mentioned uh, Rollins and AJ as as one of the few matches that you saw that mm-hmm. uh, potentially could happen, and here we are for right off the right, bat right away, and. I think it's a little early. I think it's also, they're clearly setting up. I don't think the match is going to finish clean. Mm-hmm. I don't think, they're not going to hurt either one of those guys. No. So, I'm and not it, as excited as I would have been had it been SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I'm, I, I'm still anxious to see the match. I am too. Um, and I think they just want to hold off on McIntyre. Um, right now. Maybe. You know, save it. You know, don't beat. Because well, you're not, you're not going to have... I wouldn't think you would have Rollins lose right away. So, and, and I don't, that way you don't have to beat McIntyre right away either. Well, and it, it also sounds like Brock is going to be at the Saudi Arabia show. Right. Which would then mean he'll probably face Rollins. Yeah. Which then means you can't have Rollins in the middle of a feud for the title with someone else. Mm-hmm. They can do the AJ thing now. It's just a match. They'll schmoz it up. Mm-hmm. And then that'll allow Rollins to do the uh, the match with Lesnar and mm-hmm. stuff. So- Excuse me, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So, uh, that was the extent of what I enjoyed on Raw, aside from the, the little Raw, or the little promo with the Usos and, Usos Revival. and Revival. But, I mean, that was 45 seconds. Yeah. Nice little teaser of what, what could, could could be on the horizon. Yeah, and, I I mean, I, I chuckled at the drunk driving yeah. line. Yeah, especially when they look at each other with, with that... Yeah. yeah, see what the, we did there, look? Yeah, that was good. But uh, outside of that, I, di- I didn't really care for anything else on Raw. And with SmackDown, I thought SmackDown was a pretty bland show. Yeah. Um, you know, what happened at the end, we kind of touched on it last week. They were going to have to turn somebody heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we both said, hey, it, you know, Owens could be that guy. I really hope not. Mm-hmm. And it, it it didn't really surprise. It surprised me that it happened right away. Yeah. Um, but... I'm not. I'm not surprised in general that he's the guy to do it because he's he's that's his character. He's yeah. always he can't be trusted. Yeah, uh, I think you put it perfectly. Is you're not surprised after the fact, but when it happened, you're like, because oh, they got me. Like they didn't get me. They I, got me. I was like, when he, I was, uh, I was watching it, and he hit the, you know, Kofi pushes him out of the way and hits Trouble in Paradise on Shinsuke, and then Kevin hits him with the super kick, and I. I I, scr- I was like, what? Uh, like, they got me. I, I don't care. I, I'm not I'm not saying I knew it was going to happen mm-hmm. last night, but I didn't I didn't get fully bought into the big O in yeah. New Day thing. It, w- it was a fun little uh, one-week thing, mm-hmm. I guess. I would have liked to have seen it continue. I, I like Kevin Owens as a, as a baby face, but mm-hmm. um, especially with what they did at the start of the night of who Roman is going to be dealing with, mm-hmm. they had to find a, a top a, a heel with mm-hmm. some legitimacy. Yeah. And Kevin Owens is really the only guy in the show that fits that right now. Yeah. So, no. So. Uh, yeah, that was the extent of what I enjoyed on, on okay. Raw and SmackDown this week. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, you sent me your list about Raw, what you didn't like. Um, you want me to launch into that? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, I, that, that's exactly what I want you to do. Because so, I want to give you either... There are some things I agreed with you on uh, that I didn't like as well, but I also have some, some counter-arguments. Well, I'm interested to, to hear your argument on the 20-minute segment that opened the show 
that was given away in the first 45 seconds of the... They opened the program. And this is why I'm so upset with this product, is they continually insult our intelligence. They opened the show with Michael Cole, Renee, and Corey Graves talking about two triple threat matches. Mm-hmm. Winners face each other. Winner faces yeah. Rollins at Money in the Bank. And then they did a 19-minute... It was 19 minutes because I looked at the timestamp when they finally went to break. They did 19 minutes of talking about who's going to face... Goddamn Seth Rollins at the pay-per-view and they just told you 45 seconds into the show how they were going to get there. And then Rollins looks like a, a dumbass standing in the ring with a Triple H going, so we're going to do a triple threat match and the winner of that match will face the winner and he goes, oh, okay, I get it now. Are you kidding me with that? How does that make air? How do you sit in a room and say, we're going to tell the people at home exactly what's going on? All the guys know they're in triple threat matches, and then we're going to go and stand in front of the live audience and pretend like this is brand new information. Right. Could you imagine? I, I can't believe that that happened. Mm-hmm. And, and later in the night, uh, Samoa, they didn't even mention why Samoa Joe was moved to Raw. They're just like, oh yeah, the US champion is on Raw. Mm-hmm. Can you, like, we go see Avengers uh, Friday, mm-hmm. and suddenly... Uh, Spider-Man is back, and he's working with Thanos, and they're just like, cool, whatever. Like, no explanation whatsoever. Would you be okay with that? No. Would you watch the rest of the movie and go, alright, yeah, whatever? Probably not. Exactly. But in WWE land, we just make the shit up as we go, and if it screws with the continuity of the previous storytelling... Okay. Meh. Um, so, so your point about Samoa Joe and the other people that randomly moved after the shakeup last week... Totally agree with you on. Uh, there, there's no excuse for that. Um, it, it's not hard. Like, you come up with all this other dialogue for everyone else. A simple line of dialogue of, hey, there was a trade. Or some other, you know, these guys, you know, specifically went to the McMahons and requested to be moved. Something. Man, Give us something. You can't see, like... It doesn't even have to be that good of an explanation. <laughs> Just something. give us something. Andrade. The, mm-hmm. the, you you might think that that was a fine explanation that, oh, he's chasing Finn for the Intercontinental title because he beat him on Raw last week. No, that's not how this is supposed to work. Right. You can't just stand up and say, well, I want that match, so I'm just going to go over to that show now. Because mm-hmm. does that mean Braun can show up on SmackDown right. next week and be like, well, I want a title match. Right. No, that, that's, yeah. the whole point of separating the shows is so that they can't go back and forth like yeah. that. And you can't arbitrarily pick and choose yeah. who just goes so. where they want, when they want. It's it's nonsense, and it's insulting um, to fans. Uh, so, yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that front. Um, and I, I don't disagree with you on the point of how, um, you know... It was stupid that, you know, as soon as they went on the air, you had the commentators tell you what the, what the deal was. Um, and then, you know, they had the promo. So that part I agree with you of. I did like the promo, though, aside from that. Um, I think it did a good job of illustrating um, the point of, okay, Seth, you're the guy now. You got what yeah. you wanted. Here's what's in front of you. The, and that's not even including... Guys like Bobby Lashley or Braun Strowman, who weren't on the show at all, yeah, um, who who are are lurking somewhere. So I think it did a good job of illustrating. Okay, here here's your line of challengers. Good, sure. you know, good luck. Yeah. So and and had they not spoiled it in the beginning with right. that with the hey these are the matches. Mm-hmm. Fine, I still twenty minutes to open the show is way too long to me. It, whatever it, it, it's it to me it, watching it. 
semi live. I got home, uh, got home a little bit late on Monday, um, so I didn't. It didn't take me long to catch up skipping commercials, but so I wasn't live live. But but watching it, it didn't feel that long to me. But you know, it's one. <laughs> Good or bad, I I just come to expect a twenty minute promo to open the show. You know, well, that's um, it's never good, right? Um, uh, you, what was your? Uh, I know you weren't fond of, of Becky's promo on Monday either. It's 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 the same promo she's been cutting since WrestleMania, and a lot of what she was saying in the li- the lead up to WrestleMania. I'm gonna slap the heads off these people. Mm-hmm. I get it, but. I think this has been like three weeks in a row now where she's come out on Raw or SmackDown, stood in the middle of the ring and just given a promo, and then someone comes out and, mm-hmm. and you know, oh, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. and Or they go to break, and she's just standing there, and they come back from break, and it's dead, and nothing's really going on, and she's just mm-hmm. there. And I really didn't like that. A month ago, they do this gauntlet or this uh, beat the clock challenge where Becky rolls through members of the a member of the riot squad mm-hmm. in like ninety seconds, and then Alicia Fox, who hasn't been on TV yeah. in forever, isn't like a serious threat in the women's division. They do an eight minute competitive match. Yeah, it does. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. No. And if you wanted to say like that match could make sense in six weeks, if you want to sell it as. Becky's been running this really difficult schedule. Mm-hmm. She's defending both belts. She's on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. It's starting to wear on her. Right. Three weeks after WrestleMania, and she Not hasn't... time to do it. As, or if it were Alexa Bliss or yeah. a former champion, mm-hmm. I could buy it. Alicia Fox is a nobody. Hey, hey, hey. Alicia Fox is a former Divas champion. She's a nobody. <laughs> no. Totally agree with you on the match. The ma- Like, that, that bothered me. Uh, when I watched it, the fact that it was it was so competitive, like like you said, Alicia Fox hasn't been on TV in, in months. It feels yeah. like, um, and even when she was, it, she wasn't a top tier no, no. Becky Lynch caliber talent. No, uh, so yeah, that part um did bother me. I I wasn't a fan of that at all. Uh, but I did. I mean, I whether it was the same. I mean, Stone Cold Steve. I I hate the Stone Cold comparisons with Becky. But since everyone makes them, I'm going to make it here. Stone Cold Steve Austin came out every week on Raw and talked about whipping people's ass. So, like, to me, like, it's it's not that different with her coming out and, you know, talking about slapping the heads off of people. So, um... I guess uh, the difference with Stone Cold would then open a can of whoop ass. And Becky has just been like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah, I'm gonna have a wrestling match now. Uh, but I thought Lacey had another strong promo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and then her coming at the end of the match and and you know hitting the, hitting the two uh, sucker punches on on um, Becky was yep. was a good touch to the end of the match. Yeah, um, her her char- She's she's at least her character is vibing with what she's saying mm-hmm. and what her actions are. Yeah. So I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. I I'm. Um, I guess now would be a good time. To, we're going to jump around a little bit here, but, um, you know, and then the next night yeah. they go back to Charlotte and Becky. That uh, That's way too soon. Yes. Um, and they just said the same things to each other, again, that they've been saying mm-hmm. forever. And then they announced that Becky's going to defend the SmackDown title mm-hmm. at Money in the Bank, too. I, I just, I feel like they, the two weeks leading up to Mania, Vince went, 
when we got to do something big for this main event. We're going to put the title on Charlotte. And then the Monday after, they were like, okay, now what? Uh-huh. And they didn't think this out mm-hmm. at all. I think if you look at what they've done with the women, they knew Becky was going to win. They knew Lacey was going to be part of the build after that. The rest of the division, I don't think they had a clue for, yeah. and it's showing. Mm-hmm. And it's making Becky look bad, which yeah. sucks because they, mm-hmm. she had so much momentum, they could have really invigorated the division. Mm-hmm. She should be on, she should have just won the title, been on Raw, let her be the head of Raw. Right. Charlotte could have won the belt from Asuka in the week after Mania or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And those two could be the heads of their division mm-hmm. and go from there. Agreed. Um Again, I, I liked the promo last night. Uh, I think Charlotte uh, did a good job as the heel of using um, logic and reason uh, to to uh, to back her point about, you know, how, well, you know, I... She, you never beat me. You didn't beat me. Yeah. And then, you know, Becky coming out and, and saying, you dope. It was winner take... Like, what part of that didn't you understand? I thought that part was good. Um, and, you know... You know, I wasn't focused on beating you. I was focused on beating the one, the woman that that no one else could beat, including you. Thought that was a good one too. Um, and then the other part, it was real subtle. The part I liked about um, uh, when, when Becky called Charlotte the web that that uh, management won't untangle her from, and Charlotte started to 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 make her rebuttal, but she didn't have the mic up to her because like if. If you were out really out there and yeah. like you would you wouldn't even think about putting the microphone up to your face. You'd just start mm-hmm. you know coming back at her. And so I thought that was a real nice subtle touch. Uh and I thought Bailey's promo was really strong. Like th- that's the the most positive reaction I've had towards Bailey since probably since she's been called up to the main roster. Uh cuz she's showing, you know, uh she's not, you know, She's not the happy-go-lucky. Exactly. Just, I exactly. love being a WWE superstar, exactly. so you can treat me like crap because exactly. I get to wrestle in the same ring that The Rock was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the match was great. Uh, that the, the match between Bailey and Charlotte was really, really good. Uh, I'm with you though. I don't want to see Becky and Charlotte right now. Well, and the, they've already. Um, that already kills Bailey. Like, yeah. if you're going to mm-hmm. reestablish Bailey as as a character, then she can't come out and eat an L her mm-hmm. first night in her first big match. Yeah. Because, again, you're just setting it up for, well, Charlotte's the top top dog. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I thought that was a... That was a misstep. Um, and again, like, I don't I don't see... I guess, you know, you're, you're... that I guess you're finding a way to, even though she's the Becky Two Belts, you're finding a way to still stack the odds against her. Um, and, but I just don't see the point of having her, uh, defend both titles at the paper. What's going to happen is if, if she beats Lacey and Charlotte at Money in the Bank, Mm -hmm. she becomes Roman Reigns and people are going to start to boo Mm -hmm. her. You can't continue to stack the odds against someone over and over again and have them overcome before people start to go, all right, this is dumb. This Mm -hmm. is not realistic. It's not, and, and Becky isn't acting like the Becky that she was five months ago either. Mm-hmm. And it's it's starting to show, and I just the way they tell stories now, I can already see how they're going to go about this, and they're going to end up turning Becky into, uh, let's go Becky. Becky sucks. Mm-hmm. 
real quick. Yep. Nope, totally. Uh, so we can go back to Raw. Okay. Um, what's next on the list of things I complained uh, about? So, uh, the name, the the, the uh, name change. I'm assuming you're talking about Robert Rude. Robert Rude, uh, the Viking experience, or now the Viking Raiders. Just mm-hmm. okay. Why don't you think of this before you put it on TV? Yeah. And that the Viking Raiders are already dead. Did mm-hmm. you see that crowd reaction? Yeah. Yeah, they gave zero shits about those guys. Yeah, and I can't tell. Uh, it could be one of two things. It's either, um, you know, it's Iowa. So. That, nope, because that I, I knew you were gonna go there. No, 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 no not, not not. I like I didn't think it was a bad crowd, but outside of last week, how many of those like? I don't think of Iowa as a as a big big state where they would watch NXT on a weekly basis. But I, I mean, Des Moines only a few hours from Chicago. It's yeah. a midwestern town. Yeah, and but that crowd was hot la- on Monday yeah. for they were hot for Seth. They were hot for the triple threat stuff. They when Becky first came out, they were mm-hmm. they were into it. It's not like that's a crowd that w- yeah. wasn't anxious. Those guys came out. War Raiders, Viking Raiders, whatever the stupid name mm-hmm. is, came out. Did their shtick and no one cared. Right. They got no reaction when their music hit. No one cared when they walked down the aisle. They hit that pop-up power slam and stood up and did the the wrestling thing where you run to the ropes and and try and engage the crowd. You could literally see people in the background texting on their phones. They're already dead. They don't have a shot. Right. I'm sorry. They debuted them poorly and then making them heels. Yeah. When you're going to debut a Le- Lars Sullivan as a monster heel that runs through people and then a tag team, mm-hmm. it's already getting old. If if those guys came out and did that move to the revival, I think you'd have got a completely well, different reaction. I think that I think that was part of um, part of it, and that's where I was going. Also, is uh, aside from whether the people know who they are or not, I. I don't know if you can really point to whether it's the name change that did it or the fact that it was the Lucha House Party that they were beating up. Yeah. Um, because uh, when we get to one of the other things you had a problem with, um, I think that's... Um, in fact, let's just go... You, you were you were upset about Ricochet and Cedric Alexander losing. Yeah, I'm not upset about it, but it, it you're going to debut these guys and then have them lose to dudes like... That haven't really done much on a singles run in a long time. Right. So, we talked about last week how there's a lack of heels, right? Sure. So, they need to build some heels, correct? Yes. Okay. So, and I'll specifically take uh, uh, Ricochet, because um, with Cedric, I think I agree with you more about Cedric. Um, even though I don't have a problem with him losing his first match because the predictable thing would, okay, he, it's his first match in Raw, he's going to win. Like, I didn't, and because it was Cesaro, I didn't have a, necessarily have a problem with him losing either. But with Ricochet, he's been on TV, featured pretty heavily recently. Um, more often than not, it, uh, him and him and Black were going over, except for when the titles are on the yeah. line. Um, so I think uh, Robert Roode beating him Beating him would do is doing more for for Rude than if it was like Heath Slater. If you, if you if you're if you're trying to 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 and I'm not saying that that's the direction it's going to go. They can very very well 
next week, um, forget all about Bobby Roode again. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just taking it from this week, from this. You know what I saw. It means more him beating Ricochet than it would be if it was Heath Slater or Rhino or some other low level babyface or No Way Jose. I but I think it makes it makes Ricochet look worse, and they just they brought him up. They put all this time into it, and then they clearly had to split the him and Black up. And now, in his first chance to go by himself, he's losing to a guy who hasn't been featured very much. And I mean, Bobby Roode is just another version of EC3 at this point. He's been a nothing since he came up to the main roster. He's he's not a character that people care about. And in the whole, well, they'll they'll rebrand him to try to get him over. He was over when he came up from NXT. Mm-hmm. He had a gimmick that people were interested in. Mm-hmm. And once again, Vince was like, "Well, we're heels can't have." people cheering for them we've got to kill that completely yeah and now you're gonna re you're gonna try to reestablish. what's bobby Roode like 40 yeah probably. he's an older guy you're gonna try to once again reestablish a guy who has been on national tv for wrestling for over a decade and try to sell the the fans that he's something different again that's not again it's insulting to the audience you we knew who he was in tna but even if you didn't you knew who he was in NXT. You knew the glorious gimmick. You knew all that. And you stripped that from him pretty soon. And then you threw him in a tag team mm-hmm. with a guy and put him underneath. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to use that guy to beat somebody who uh, who's had a little bit of a buzz and can do different things in the ring. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right. I don't... I'd... Like, I, I wasn't mad. Like, I, I didn't watch it and go, well, you know, F this, this is stupid. It was just like... That doesn't make sense to me. Like, why mm-hmm. are you doing that to Ricochet? Mm-hmm. If and again, I think it's a clear sign they don't know what to do with Ricochet now. They were they clearly had plans to put them as a tag team, and then backstage stuff happened, and they're like, we got to split them up. And now they're like, shit, what do we do with Ricochet? Right. Again, I'm not. I'm. It's one loss. I'm not worried about it right now. He, if if he comes out and he loses next week to to Cesaro. Or you know someone you know Bobby Lashley or, or something like, then then I think you can start having that conversation. But like this this whole thing of like as soon as someone loses you know, it's you know the sky is falling. I I just think that's. It... In six months he'll be the new Evan Bourne, and maybe he, he can do cool flips, and that's what Vince will use him for. And maybe and then in six months you can sit here and laugh in my face. But I'm like I just. If this is the thing it's doing in six months, I won't be watching this nonsense. <laughs> I'll be all about AEW. Just forewarning. Um, let's talk about what everyone was talking about after Monday. Firefly Funhouse. I wasn't... I don't care. I, I didn't think it was... I, I know, and you can sit here and talk about how great you thought it was. I Whatever. Like... We've got... A creepy guy. I, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to think of something like that. What is that going to lead to? Is he going to bring a chainsaw to the ring and chop people in half? What was that segment? Like, what does that translate to in an in-ring setting? I don't know. We don't know yet. It's exactly. still too early? Fine. But I didn't think, like, the creepy Pee Wee Herman vibe? Uh, no, I'm I'm good. I don't need that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I thought it was... I wouldn't say I thought it was great, but I, I liked it. It was something... 
it was it was something different. It was it was uh, yeah, it was just something different. It wasn't the normal. Uh, it was a different take of of the Bray Wyatt character. It wasn't the same old, same old. Like you know, you started seeing the um, the rocking chair and the, the rocking buzzards. chair, and then the buzzard coming out of the box and the creepy doll. And you're like, okay, they're just you know putting a fresh paint of coat on. Uh, on Bray, and it's going to basically be the same Bray, but yeah, a little bit different. Um, this was different, different, and I, like I said, I'm not going to make a decision one way or the other on it right now. I'm going to see what next. I'm sure, I'm sure next week will be a different vignette, and yeah, it'll be another piece to the puzzle. I'm excited to see where it goes. It could suck. It could be great. I don't know, but I'm. Ex- I, it got me like, I'm interested. Like eh. I, I want to know where it goes. So, I it was it was a thing. <laughs> That's all I, I I'm not. I didn't scream at the TV, but I wasn't like I hopped on the internet and people were like, "Oh, the Firefly Funhouse was amazing!" Like, was it? Was it really, or were, did they just do something you didn't expect? And you're like, "Oh, that's really cool," but in reality, it's meh. Mm-hmm. No, I and the truth, like I, so they showed it again last night, and so I was like. Usually that's a true test when they show you the same thing. It's like, and I didn't, I didn't get that. Oh, this again thing when it showed. Like I just, I don't know. I for like I said for for right now, I think it's good, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. So, uh, SmackDown, you, you kind of touched on it uh, briefly before. Uh, looks like Roman's first feud uh, on SmackDown is with Elias, um, which I think is a good move, and here's why. It keeps Roman away from the title for right now, which is what everyone was afraid of. Um, and it will, in, you know, if it works the way it's supposed to work, it will, whether you like him or not, it will elevate Elias. It's not going to elevate Elias. Well, maybe it won't, but. Um, but, I, like, I get it. There, What else are you going to, like, I can't, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't think of another good thing to do with Roman. So I'm not going to yeah. hate on it from that point. Mm-hmm. Um. I can tell you right now, I don't like that they're right back to the Roman versus the Authority, because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, his storylines for the last four years have been him versus the Authority, him versus Brock, trying to get the Shield back together. That's it. That's all they know how to do with this guy. Mm-hmm. And the only one that works is him getting the Shield back together. The right. rest of it is crap, and it's going to happen again here soon. Right. I, right. I can see what... Roman is going to try to be the stoic, I'll take this guy down, no one's going to tell me what to do, the McMahons won't disrespect me because they signed my paycheck, Elias is going to do his backstage um, guitar things, and they're going to be really funny and really entertaining, and then half the audience is going to go, yeah, screw Roman, I don't care if he had cancer or not, this sucks. And we're going to be right back where we started. Right. And then at SummerSlam, when he goes to take the belt off of Kofi or KO or whoever it is, you're going to have another 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. It's... But, again, I don't have a better idea of what to do with him. Mm-hmm. Maybe if Shane wasn't involved, I wouldn't be so, like, ugh about right. it. But mm-hmm. the minute it started... I did like the little touch of Shane being like... Who puts their hands yeah. on someone's father? Yes. That's, hey, that's great. Mm-hmm. Great heel heat, great writing. I'm not going to take anything away from that. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the storyline of the McMahons versus Roman. Right. I'm just. 
Come yeah. on. Right. You gotta come up with something better. Um, yeah, uh, it'd be interesting what angle they take with that, because right now it's just, you know, you, he, he, he punched Vince last week, and now Shane's upset because he punched his dad. If, if they go, last time they did this leading into the Brock match last year, it was like the, you know, you're against me type. If, if that's the route they go, where yeah. it's clearly, tra- like, them clearly going, no, 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 we don't favor Roman at all. Roman's a good guy. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll agree with you where it's like, okay, that, that'll ruin it. Like, because it's so transparent. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that's not the route they go with this. I think I hope hopefully it's just a, you know, yeah, you, you know, you're a big star or whatever. We just don't, you know, uh, something like that. You know, yeah, something where they don't try to pretend like they're trying to hold him down. Yeah, because uh, we know that's not the case. Exactly, exactly. Um, another good match between Finn Balor and Andrade. Yeah, um, and I liked that the Finn. Um, I saw some people complain about oh 50-50 booking the. But I don't think it was just fifty-fifty booking to be fifty-fifty. No, Finn learned something from last week mm-hmm. and countered it. Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't like, yeah. oh man, I fell for it again. Yeah. Ha ha ha! I'm yeah. dumb. Yeah, no, you, I, you it, saw Zelina back interfering, backfire on, on Andrade, and now you you can set up a rubber match for the IC title. Whether it's you know we don't know who's going to be in the Money in the Bank match yet. So whether I'm I'm assuming one or both of them will be in that match. So. On a SmackDown here in a couple weeks or whatever, yeah. whenever it happens, you set up a rubber match for the IC, where the IC titles on the line. Yeah. So, um, I thought the Iconics had another good week this week. Um, they're, <laughs> um, for one thing, their catchphrase is starting to get over. I don't know yeah. if you noticed that, um, dude. I told you a couple weeks ago they're they're a less experienced, less entertaining, but still entertaining version of Edge and Christian. Mm-hmm. And they're, I, I saw people complaining that, well, they just keep losing since they won the titles at WrestleMania. Yeah, they're yeah. going to keep losing every week. And then you watch, they're going to screw Asuka and Kyrie Sane in mm-hmm. the pay-per-view and keep the belts and people are going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. But then when they come out the next week and do a little shtick, people are going to be like, ah, ha, ha, great. Yeah. And I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Like, fine by me. Yep. Yep, exactly. I got Yeah, I got no problem with them losing matches, uh, you know, especially singles matches. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're not, you know... They're a tag team. They're yeah. not singles wrestlers. Like, sure. um, and then the whole, the whole, you know, I, I, I was dehydrated last week, and then the, this week, I don't know if you saw the the exclusive after. No, I, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I saw the clip. Like, I saw the clip, but yeah. I didn't watch it. I yeah. was busy. It's like, oh, I was overhydrated. <laughs> <And> it's just, <laughs> just really good stuff. Yep. Um, and then there was a, I again, I I don't pay attention to the clock when I'm watching. It had to have been like a 10, 15 minute block where I just was like, this is terrible. Um, and it's it started a, a, as the Iconics are walking away with Jinder Mahal coming out. Yeah. <sighs> Here we yeah, go. The Lars Sullivan segment. Well, you, well, so first Jinder comes out. Yeah, I know. And they go to commercial. And they come back from commercial with the Aleister Black promo. I, I, I don't know what that's... I, I, I don't Did- know. Okay, so so for those of you that, that aren't in on, like, internet reporting or, or paying attention to all this stuff in the background, apparently what happened was, last week after the shakeup, Fox Sports, or Fox, which is going to carry SmackDown in the fall, went to WWE and said, no, we want Andrade and Selena Vega on SmackDown to help our Latino market. Mm-hmm. 
fine, whatever. I don't know why you wouldn't want Rey Mysterio, but okay. Uh, and because Selena Vega is married to Aleister Black and they want to keep married couples together, they moved Aleister Black to SmackDown. Um, and it's a little inside baseball, but that's the reasoning for it. And now here we are. Aleister Black is on a show with no idea. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what they're going to do with him going forward. Mm-hmm. And it angers me because how hard, if you're going to do this, how hard would it have been to call the people up at Fox, I don't know, three weeks ago and say, hey, who do you guys want? Like, if if you, we can't give you everyone, but if there's certain things you want, who would you like to have Mm -hmm. so that we can start building our programming around them properly? Mm -hmm. And then we don't look like jackasses. A week after we just announced that Aleister Black and Vega and Andrade are on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah. No, totally, totally. But yeah, like, uh, using big words like aesthetic and, like, uh, at least that's a big word to me. I didn't go to college. <laughs> I, I didn't want to insult your intelligence. That's <laughs> but I was like, that. It's not that big of a word. Let's put it this way. It's not a word I ever use in my daily life. So It's not in your vernacular? Exactly. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Um, uh, you know, the name and the persona are not vernacular the same. Vernacular is not the right word there. <laughs> Vocabulary. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, the name and the persona are not the same. Like, what? We, yeah. Like, yeah. And then, you know... The world that you grew up in will have me condemned. So is he going to be a heel? Like, is, is... Dude, this screams of Vince McMahon looking at him and going like, oh, he looks like he's dark and brooding. Let's make him a teenager who's into emo and go for it. I just... The, the goth kids on South Park is all I yeah. can picture in yeah. my head. Yeah. Life is shit. I hate everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it goes into yeah, the... It goes, it goes into the, the, the Jinder Mahal, Chad Gable, Lars Sullivan, our big capital letters, crap. That's what I wrote. Yeah. That's, that, that's what it was. I, that was that was probably the worst segment in the entire week for me. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess being fair, yeah, it was probably the worst. I, I still... I hated the opening to Raw so much. Right. Um, but... Yeah, we talked about it. Lars Sullivan is a guy. I'm not. I don't care. Yeah. And especially if he's going to be out there beating up Chad Gable and Jinder Mahal and the Singh Brothers. Yeah. R-Truth, like, cool. Yeah. It's, you know, hey, this is WWE Superstars 1991 in the middle of your SmackDown. Mm Mm-hmm. Guy beating up a bunch of jobbers. Awesome. Yeah. So. So, Um but and that was that was pretty yeah, much it. We already talked about everything else, you know the the the, the Kevin Owens and the the Charlotte and Becky and Bailey stuff. So yeah, I didn't think it was a strong week of TV. So. Again, uh, I think it's pretty clear. I wasn't impressed by much. Uh, and it, it, we talked, we've talked about it. I I this time of year where they're trying to rebuild stuff is always a, a really tough watch. And I think they're starting off, you know. On a uh, 15 second delay as it is because they're just, they're trying to play catch up with stuff that they could have had. If they just used a little foresight, they could have been ahead of the game and now they're, they're catching up. Right. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, again, I watching it through, through my eyes and how I view it. I thought it was a pretty good week. Uh, it wasn't great. 
by any means, but th- there was there was a lot that I at least thought was was good and I and I liked for the most part. So yeah, I I so I broke it down. I mean, it was it's five hours of television with commercials. You're looking at mm-hmm. solid three three and a half hours of mm-hmm. of storytelling. That's three episodes of like Game of Thrones. And I hate to go back to like trying to compare apples to oranges here, but it was three hours of of television, and I was entertained by half an hour of it. That's not a good ratio. It's just not. Yeah. See, and I, I my average was way more than that. So, eh, whatever. It is uh, what it is. So that's what bothered me in the ring on screen side of things. Uh, what really has me pissed off is what they pulled with Kurt Angle and the Undertaker at Starcast. Oh, okay. Um, for those of you that are uh, uh, not familiar. There's a big wrestling convention the weekend of the next AEW pay-per-view, StarCast. Uh, it happens to be put on by, you know, my favorite podcaster, your favorite podcaster, oh, yes. uh, Conrad Thompson. And it's it's a three-day just extravaganza where they have panels and interviews and meet and greets. Mm-hmm. And the big star that they had for the meet and greet lineup was The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. They advertised this weeks in advance. Rumor got out that they had to pay him $50,000 to do the appearance. Um, it's The Undertaker's first non-WWE appearance in decades, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a pretty big deal. They went live with it, and um, you know the WWE, with all their corporate magic, convinced Undertaker to, buy, to back out. Mm-hmm. Even though they... Um, Con- Conrad did an interview with Sports Illustrated where he said... Um, I paid his fee. I arranged first class accommodations, airfare, all this stuff, all at their request and was given the assurance that he would be there. Mm -hmm. Then I publicized it. And now six weeks out, WWE has flexed on him and said he can't do the appearance, uh, even though they had a contract Mm. and the, he Conrad even offered, well, okay, if you're not going to allow me to have the undertaker, because I advertise this, uh, who can you send in place? Would you send Triple H? Would you send Shawn Michaels? And any every dollar I make off of this, I will donate to Connor's Cure, mm-hmm. and I will match it with a personal donation of my own because he doesn't want to screw the fans right. that he sold tickets to, mm-hmm. and WWE isn't following. They're not going to give him anybody. Triple H or Shawn doesn't want to do it because it's too close to AEW. Mm-hmm. It's too affiliated, and. The same thing happened with Kurt Angle. Yeah. Basically, WWE threw big contracts in front of them and said, sign these and bail out on AEW. That is bullshit business ethics. It's bullshit tactics. And it's completely unnecessary when it's for someone who isn't, he's not affiliated with AEW. It may be the same weekend as their show. He's just capitalizing on an audience being there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, The Undertaker looks like a dick. Kurt Angle looks like a dick because you allowed them, you agreed to be mm-hmm. promoted for this. Mm-hmm. And then you backed off because they threw more mm-hmm. money in your face. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's absolute garbage. And it's, it, it is another thing in like my box of like, I'm getting really close to just being done completely with WWE because of the on screen stuff aside, the way they handle business and the way they treat people, it just, it's, it's not something I agree with. Mm-hmm. And this this is not like a cash grab going to Saudi Arabia where I can understand as a business when you have shareholders you have to answer to if they find out someone offered you $200 million and you turned it down to stand on a, a moral mm-hmm. high ground. I can understand the dilemma there. Mm-hmm. This is you are going after fans 
who paid money because they thought they were going to get the chance to meet somebody that you don't make available on a uh, frequent right. basis. And making them suffer. Mm-hmm. Just because another company or another promoter had the audacity to get into the same business that you're in. Right. I I wish there were a way to sue them for uh, a monopoly on the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. Someday, someone's going to find a loophole and get them on something. And I can't wait for it. Right. And I know you probably don't care about this nearly as much as I do. But when I read that, I was just like, man, this is this is scumbag tactics. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not, I mean... It's it's not a good look at all. It's it's bad. Um, but again, like a total like it's on Vince's part. Like it, it's bad. It's not good. But I again, I put the responsibility on the individuals more so. Like, what are they going to do to the Undertaker at this point if he digs his heels in and says, "No, I already agreed to this appearance. I'm going to do it." Right. Like what? What are they gonna like? Seriously, what? And my thing: What if Tony Khan then walks up to Roman Reigns and says, "I'll give you five million dollars to show up at AEW's Double Double or Nothing," because you're an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. You apparently that company's cool with people just breaking contractual agreements. I'll give you five million dollars for one show. Right? Would they be okay if Roman walked out and speared Jericho or whomever? No, right. they'd be furious. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely ridiculous that that is the way that they're treating outside appearances for people. Yeah, maybe they made their name in your business, but you didn't have them under contract. Right. They agreed to a contract. You can't flex on someone like that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't. Know. But no, you're. It, it does. It, it reflect the Undertaker and, and Kurt Angle. I mean, screw those guys. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 insulting, and if I were like, I feel awful for a guy like Conrad mm-hmm. who is trying to do something. Like he he's he always talks about how he's a fan, like a lot of us, and he just thought, man, wouldn't it be cool if we could get a convention to learn about? Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get Jim Johnson to talk about making the theme songs that were WWE doesn't do stuff like that, but right. a lot of hardcore fans like us want to hear those stories. Mm-hmm. If I if I could talk the wife into it, I would love to go to the roast of Ric Flair. Are you yeah. kidding me? Right. That's the one. That's an right. event that wrestling fans would love to be a part of. WWE. I'm seriously considering plopping down the sixty bucks or whatever it is to to get the thing the on, weekend on fight. Yeah. You know, just just for that. Let right. alone all the other stuff that they're but gonna have. Conrad just like he's a wrestling fan. He's not trying to make a bunch. He's made it clear like he's not trying to make money off it. Of, he doesn't need it. That dude's yeah. loaded. Yeah. He doesn't need the money. He just wants to do cool shit with wrestling mm-hmm. fans. And WWE's got to come in and, and crush him. But they're not worried about AEW. And they're not competition. And, and they're all for a free marketplace. Bullshit. Right. It, I'm so sick of the, the line just mm-hmm. manipulation that comes out of it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, that they would... I mean, and I guess because he's not an on-screen talent, it's different. But they're letting, they're letting Bruce go through with his appearance so, so far. Yeah, you know, and well, he and he signed. You know, he he had this same deal. He had this. You know, obviously, uh, but before he got rehired with WWE, if it involved Conrad, Bruce was involved. Yeah. You know, so and then he goes back to WWE. I mean, I don't. It's not like like Undertaker's not on TV every week. Yeah, he'll probably show up here pretty soon for, when they do the build up to the next Saudi show. Other than that, it's it's not like it's an on screen talent that's there every week. 
Yeah. I, I don't... There's no... There's no harm in him sh- go, showing up at this and signing some autographs and taking some pictures. Well, apparently... And the other rumor is that there was a Q&A... And it's not a rumor. He's... Conrad's come out and talked about it. They were supposed to do a Q&A at, at the thing. And WWE told him he couldn't do it. And they were like, all right, well, we won't we won't promote a Q&A. Mm-hmm. But, you could, but Undertaker said, I'll still do my appearance and take my fee and all that. Mm-hmm. It's... They're just trying to. They're trying to control. Not only are they now trying to control their stuff, they're trying to control what people can do outside of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Ryback made a point, and you know I hate Ryback. Mm-hmm. Can't stand Ryback. Mm-hmm. He made a point on Twitter the other day. He's like, these guys are supposed to be independent contractors, but they're not allowed to do certain podcasts as individuals because of who they work for. Because mm-hmm. if WWE can't tell them not to do it, but they also know if I go on Ryback's podcast and. Uh, talk about WWE. I'm not going to be on TV anymore, and that's going to affect my paycheck. So you don't right. do it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a scam, and it's you know a big reason why uh, my guy left the business, mm-hmm. CM Punk, which takes me to the other thing I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. CM Punk returned at some crappy indie show in Wisconsin this week under a hood, allegedly. No, it was him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it was I, him. I know. There, did you see the photo of the mask? No. Someone got a photo from ringside. I mean, it looks like it's Punk. Yeah. When he was doing the, 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 the gimmick with the shaved head and he yeah. was wearing the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, CM Punk returned at a uh, at an indie show under a hood. Mm-hmm. Came in and did a GTS. Uh, you were as happy as I was about that as I was when they announced Steve Eicherman was coming back to the Red Wings last week. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was just happy that it's he's still um, around the business. Uh, I mean, I want the guy back more than probably anything in wrestling. But I'm also realistic in thinking that if he did come back, it's not going to be... What he would need to do to come back and make an impact isn't something he's interested in doing or would even be able to do, I think, uh, which would be run down WWE and talk about all the bull crap that goes on there and and all Mm -hmm. that. So... If he just came back and got in the ring, I'd still be there for it. I'd still be really excited. I still think he's one of the greatest promos in the history of the business. His mind for it is fantastic. Um, I want I want CM Punk back in the wrestling universe. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that he was there and mm-hmm. around this weekend and was like, oh yeah, I'll come help out my buddy Ace who trained him right. and stuff like that. Uh, and then like 24 hours later, he just shit all over Colt Cabana on Twitter, which yeah. was interesting. And, yeah. Uh, which I think is part of the reason why he's not involved with AEW because Colt's going to be around that too and it's mm-hmm. a whole thing. But Yeah. Um, and then there was the story, apparently, did you hear Tony Khan did an interview where he said Punk was the guy he went after? Like, he made Punk a huge offer. Oh, yeah. He he wanted Punk, when he decided he wanted to start it, Punk was the guy he wanted more than the Bucks and Omega and all Jericho. He mm-hmm. wanted Punk as his guy in got turned down flat yeah. so clearly punk's not <laughs> ready to come back to a full-time nope. gig he's you know he just yeah he just doesn't give a shit about rest the wrestling business anymore i i think he does but i think he doesn't want to do it on a big scale mm-hmm. um so it's it'd be stuff that's important to him right so um so they uh announced another match for double or nothing yeah Cody versus Dustin. Uh, so and I don't, so much like 
your comments about WWE this week, I, I'm chalking up to you just being a hater. Um, you're probably going to... To me right now, that is a two-match card. Right now, yeah. It's it's the, the Lucha Bros versus the Bucks, and mm-hmm. it's Omega and Jericho right yeah. now. Yeah. So. No, that's it's, it's fair. I mean, yeah. but it's a two-match card that gets people interested so that then they can showcase people underneath. Right. Um... I think I don't think Cody's healthy yet. I think his knee is still banged up, mm-hmm. and he wanted to get one match in with his brother before his brother retires. His brother yeah. is ready to retire. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's clearly a family thing for them. Whatever. Yeah. It, it's not going to hurt Cody for no. when they go into their full time schedule, and it lets them do the match. I assume they wanted to do a WWE, WWE that but... that never got mm-hmm. off the ground. So. Yeah. Uh, and good on good on Gold Dust Dustin Rhodes, you know, retiring mm-hmm. that character and and being able to walk away. He's been around for almost thirty a years. Long time. It's a crazy. Long time. So yeah, good for him that he's gonna get to uh, soon wrestle his last match against mm-hmm. his little brother and you know a big show for them. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. But no, I'm not. I'm not like oh man, I can't wait yeah. to see the Rhodes boys go. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not a big Cody guy in the ring. Like right. he's not. He, I like what he does outside of wrestling. I, mm-hmm. Stuff in the ring isn't isn't my cup of tea. So. Right. Uh, but no, you're right. The the AEW show right now isn't. It's not a loaded card. It's not. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it needs to be. No, you're right. It doesn't. I mean, just you know, there there's a third match. Uh, Adam Page and uh, Pac is going to be really good. Meh. Meh. Like, I'm sure it will be good, but I'm just saying, like, as, 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 like, you tell me, uh, Jericho Omega, I'm like, okay. Um, like, instantly, I'm like, sweet, let's do it. Uh, you know, anything with the Young Bucks, pretty much. Uh, I've seen a couple things from the Lucha Brothers, not a lot, um, because I didn't watch Lucha Underground, and I don't watch Impact, and, yeah. Um, but, but I know their reputation, um, so I'm on board with that. And yeah, I mean I, I know Pac, you know, a little bit. Neville in the WWE yeah, for yeah. those of you that don't. Uh and I, you know, obviously I've been wa- I've watched Adam Page for the last, you know, five years or so. Uh around the time you know, whenever I started watching Ring of Honor, he was there. Um So and it's not like I don't like don't like either of them. I just they're just not guys where I'm like Woohoo for yeah but i I, like i said i think that's kind of the point of what they're going for is they want people to be interested on the casual services of like all the young bucks or kenny omega and chris jericho Mm -hmm. uh, but then they can also use that to introduce a guy like uh mjf Mm -hmm. or uh joey janela or some of these other you know introduce their female talent excuse me as well because you know, that's going to be a, a big problem for them for the first few weeks is getting people to um, buy into characters that they might not know. Yeah. Um, you know, like a Jericho or, or, or a, the Young Bucks that they've seen matches of. So yeah. It's a... Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's... I'm just... Uh, like, where, as opposed to All In, where it was stacked, you know, this is a little more... A building block for for something going forward, which yeah. is fine. And like like you, they don't need to load it because pe- the buzz alone. I mean, they could have 
they didn't have to put any kind of marquee match, really. I mean, they sold out in, like, 30 minutes. It was half an hour Half again. an hour again, or whatever it was. So, it's, it's not like they needed it. I just, for me, from an outsider's perspective, I was... It's a little surprising that they're not stacking it, especially because there's no... TV going into it or coming out of it right away. Um, yeah, you don't have to worry about continuity or over. Yeah, yeah. But I'm st- I'm still sure I'm sure it'll still be a good show. I'm just uh, for right now I'm just like yeah. There's two matches I really want to see, and the rest is like so like basic WWE programming. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I think it's it's. Um, we're up against it, as you like to say. Yes. But uh, I think it's also kind of the point, too, is they're not trying to overload it with some mega card with a bunch of names. They want to use it as a platform to show that, hey, we're not the guys that are just going to retread WWE talent or um, throw together dream match after dream match after dream match mm-hmm. on every card. Uh, we want to showcase people that are the alternative to um, Elias playing the guitar and... Lars Sullivan mm-hmm. coming down and just beating up jobbers. They're going to try to make themselves different mm-hmm. by using guys you don't know and saying, hey, you may not know their names, but they can do things that you haven't seen or they're going to tell stories that you don't get on mainstream television. And mm-hmm. that's why you should check us out. Yeah. So, weird, like, I'm excited, you know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, hmm. we'll see how it goes. I, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. But. So... All right, you got anything else on your list? I don't think so. I think that was it. That's it? That's the list. <sighs> All right, well, guys, uh, once again, uh, follow us on Twitter at KM Wrestling Pod. Send us an email, kmwrestlingpod at gmail. Hit us up on Facebook, Chris and Matt's Wrestling Pod. Chris has been putting some polls up on the Facebook and Twitter channel. Um yeah, just uh, pop in with your thoughts or, or, you know, tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us your thoughts on what you uh, uh, what you think of Kevin Owens turning heel and, and yeah. Becky defending both of her championships. We'd like to hear from you guys. So, uh, yeah, until next week. Next week, we'll see you.